Um, now, last uh, hodgepodge topic here. We're going to be joining or bringing in a guest here in the next segment from the Cincinnati Bengals. He's an insider. Uh, we're going to take you on a little tour of the division here in the in the month ahead. And the AFC North should be one of the best, if not the best, division in 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 the NFL. We've talked a lot about the Steelers. We haven't talked a lot about their rivals, so uh, we don't have a whole lot of time to get into the into the throes of it here. But we're going to be talking about the Bengals. Do you think that they are again the team to beat in the division? Yes, I mean Joe Burrow to me is the elite quarterback in the division, and everybody else has to prove that they can stick with him. We, you know, we've talked about this before. You have to have a full team to be a championship team, but if you don't have that quarterback, you're you're way behind the eight ball. They've got that guy, and he has proven himself toe to toe with the Mahomeses and, you know, against Buffalo and, and and on the big stage. So, yeah, until somebody knocks them off, and, and I mean not just one game, but for the season, they're they're the champs in the division. And and I learned a lot in the first game last year. I thought they played about as poorly as they could possibly play against Pittsburgh, and we still probably should have lost the game. So it's like, wow, that's a good team that can go. You know, zero and five in the turnover, minus five in the turnover ratio, and still almost win. So, yeah, yeah. So, uh, to me though, this might be their best opportunity because Burrow's still on his rookie contract. Mm-hmm. They have both of the wide receivers. T. Higgins, I believe, only has one year left. So it feels like to me they need to get it done this year if they're going to get it done, and that's something we can even ask. Is there? I don't think they need to get it done because Mahomes well, is their on, best opportunity. It's, it's going to be a really yeah. Once you're off that rookie contract, it, the life gets a lot harder. Yes, right. All right. So when we return, we'll be talking to Jason Garrison, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals insider. Stay with us as we continue our sports talk here on Under Review on Connect FM. Welcome back to Under Review. Uh, we were talking before the break about how we're going to take you on a tour of the AFC North, and we'd start right here at the top with the Cincinnati Bengals. So we're excited to bring in Jason Garrison, a Bengals insider, a contributor to the Cincy Jungle website, and the host of the Three and Out podcast. Jason, thanks for coming on. How are you today? I'm great. I'm great. Thank you very much for having me, and thank you for, for uh, having me come in first before you interview any of the bums from cleveland or baltimore <laughs> <laughs> we'll make sure we pass that along too to them yeah <laughs> um so catch us up on the Bengals off season what were the key additions what were the key subtractions yeah. to the roster we'll start with the additions uh, the biggest addition in free agency was orlando brown jr uh the, the our new left tackle uh that defected from the chiefs um but uh he's gonna kind of be the uh he's well he's gonna be the new kind of the cornerstone of the, of the Bengals offensive line. And then they're moving uh, left former left tackle Jonah Williams to right tackle. Well, he'll compete with Leo Collins when he's, when he's healthy, but uh, with Orlando Brown jr. And then Cordell Bolson, who uh, was drafted last year. And then the additions of Ted Karras and Alex Kappa from, from last, from last off season, I think this is going to be the best Bengals offensive line we've seen as long as everyone's healthy and it works the way that they're hoping it does. Uh, since you know 2015 or so, when Andy Dalton was in a, there was a short period of time where he was on the MVP list. Um, and then, as far as as uh, guys that that we lost, uh, it, it's going to be the safety position. Um, the Bengals lost both Jesse Bates and uh, Von Bell uh, in free agency, and I and I, I think they knew they were going to lose Bates. You know, that's why they drafted Dax Hill out of Michigan in the first round of the 2022 draft. But I think that Von Bell, you know, losing him hurt them a little bit. Uh, they did sign Nick Scott uh, from the Rams, but he uh, he only has like one full year of of starting experience at uh, at a safety, and then they drafted Jordan Battle in the third round out of Alabama. So 
Uh, we really don't know what we're going to have. You know, Von Bell and Jesse Bates, they were huge parts of the defense. And uh, now that whole back end is going to basically be just totally inexperienced. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see what they can do uh, in the defensive secondary. Well, I'm a big fantasy football guy, and I have to tell you, I want a piece of this Bengals offense on my team uh, when you got Joe Burrow and perhaps the best wide receiver duo in the league. So what do you expect from the offense this season, Jason? Well, I mean, it should be explosive. Um, not only not only when it comes to passing with Joe Burrow, who's just I think he has the record now for the most or for the most accurate passer or something like that. I don't know what it is, but he's extremely accurate. Um, but uh, he uh, the combination and his you know his pass with Jamar Chase and T Higgins, and he got Tyler Boyd in the slot, who might be one of the best slot receivers in the NFL. And they added Irv Smith Jr. But you also got Joe Mixon in the backfield. He had a down year um, last year. But, uh, you know, hopefully he can bounce back. Um, but, you know, with that new new offensive line, I'm expecting Joe Burrow to have more time in, in the pocket and also open new holes for Joe Mixon uh, in, in the offense. So the whole offense really, on paper, looks great. We'll see what happens when the season starts. Looking at, at their draft, and you, you went over a few of their picks, but how, how would you and, – and I – I'm doing something I normally don't like to do because we haven't even seen them on the field, but your kind of your snap reaction, do you feel like Cincinnati checked all the boxes they needed to, uh, or did you think they left something on the table in terms of a need? You know, I'm, I that's tough because when they went on the clock at number 28, I think most Bengals fans or analysts kind of figured, hey, the, the, two, the two main needs are going to be depth at cornerback and tight end, and they had Joey Porter Jr. sitting right there, and then they also had – uh, Michael Mayer sitting right there. And I figured it, Michael Mayer, he fell to them. It's going to be a slam dunk. And then they ended up going with, with Miles Murphy. And that's that's fine. I mean, maybe they just don't value – well, it's clear they don't value tight end as a, as a premium position. And defensive end, you know, you can't have too many pass rushers. They ended up getting D.J. Turner in the second round uh, at cornerback. Uh, but they never really addressed the tight end position. And then it was just like a dagger in the heart. I was thinking, oh, they're going to get, they're going to get Washington, the kid out of Georgia. And then he ended up going to – to the Steelers. So, um, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't think that they value tight end the way that I was expecting them to. I think they would have taken a tight end in the first when Michael Mayer was there in the third, uh, but they ended up moving back and, and drafting battle instead. But, um, you know, I, you can't have too many pass rushers, so I'm happy with Miles Murphy. I'm glad they got that depth at cornerback with, with DJ Turner, and now they have, you know, some competition, strong safety. Other than that, they filled some holes. You know, they have some more depth than wide receiver. They got Charlie Jones, who I think he'll probably take over for Boyd in the slot next year. And they got Chase Brown. Uh, he's not going to – I don't think he'll replace Mixon, but I think he'll be a good replacement for Samaj P. Ryan. And then they, they grabbed a punter. Punting was an issue for them down the stretch last year. So, so yeah. I, I, overall, I'm, I'm pretty happy. It was, it was surprising, and now that I've had some time to, to, uh, to digest it, I'm pretty happy with what they've done. Well, as a Steeler fan, I'm just as glad they didn't take Porter because that's who I really wanted them to get. But yeah, uh, oh no, I get it. Um, but you know, we were talking before you came on very briefly about the fact that um, this is Burrow's the end of his rookie contract, and obviously that's a tremendous competitive advantage to be paying you know a premier elite quarterback such a, a small percentage of what he's actually worth. That's going to obviously change. He's going to make fifty million dollars. He can probably you know whatever he wants. You guys are going to pay it. I understand, but. Bob said, I really feel like they need to take advantage of it this year. 
I say he's so good that like Mahomes, even when he's making all this money, they're going to be competitive for the next probably seven, eight years. What, what's your take? Do you think this is really the opportunity or is this just, you know, they'll, they'll manage around it? Well, I, I think it is the opportunity, but maybe for different reasons. Um, I, I do think that Burrow is good enough that the win, the Super Bowl, quote unquote, window will be open the majority of his career. You know, like like you said, like with Patrick Mahomes is. Uh, but the fact that he is on his rookie deal, I mean, that, I'm expecting an extension any day now. So, I, you know, we, we don't know what's going to happen with that. But the fact that he is on his rookie deal and the fact that I think after 2024, they only have like four guys on defense that are going to be under contract. They're going to lose D.J. Reader. Uh, they could lose T. Higgins after this year. They could lose Logan Wilson after this, after this year. Uh, they're going to lose Tyler Boyd after this year. There's a lot, and especially on the defense, uh, Chidobe Awuzier is another guy that's been start, a starter for them that's been very good. They're going to lose him. Um, so after this year, right now this year, not only is the window open, the garage door's open, the front door's <laughs> open, the back door's open, but after next year, some of those, those doors close and maybe it's just a window after that. Yeah, we're talking to Bengals insider Jason Garrison here. And Jason, to us, um, you know, the, the Bengals are definitely the team to beat. Uh, how do you see the rest of the division shaping up? Do you think the Steelers might be able to uh, leg out a wild card spot here? Or how do you see things playing out in the AFC North? I do see. I do. I could see the Steelers doing that. I, I think the two teams to beat, I think the Bengals, like you said, have the edge in the AFC North. I think they're the most complete and best team in the division. I think Baltimore, depending on as long as Lamar Jackson can stay healthy, you know, they brought in OBJ. Um, there's rumors that they're going to bring in uh, um, wide receiver. I'm just blanked on his name now, wide receiver from Arizona. Oh, Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we don't really know what's going to happen with them. I, you know, I think that they'll probably be second, but I can see, I mean, the way that Kenny Pickett kind of came on the last half of the last season, and they have an extremely talented team. I mean, you, you talk about. You know, bringing in Allen Robinson, I think that the struggles he had with the Rams are, are kind of a, a fluke. We know what he can do. You know, George Pickens is the real deal. Deontay Johnson's the real deal. Najee Harris is scary. Uh, I, I think Pat Fryermuth is a top five or six tight end as far as receiving in the NFL. And then you got Darnell Washington, too. The offensive line for the Steelers kind of scares me a little bit, but that defense is going to be nuts. I mean, they got a great, great defense. I wish, I wish, I was hoping Larry Ogunjobi would uh, come back to Cincinnati, but obviously that didn't happen. But uh, Joey Porter Jr., Minka Fitzpatrick, all those guys, you know. And then you got T.J. Watt, probably, you know, the, one of the best edge rushers in the NFL. And then up in Cleveland, a, a, a great defense. I think Cleveland's the big wild card. It, it all, it's all going to come down to what, who is Deshaun Watson. Like, is it going to be the guy that we've seen play in the past where he's very good, or is it going to be the guy that played the last half of last year? I mean, but if I was going to rank the teams, I would probably say – Bengals number one, Ravens two, Steelers three, Browns four, and I could see the Steelers and Ravens both getting a wild card spot. Well, um, <clears throat> you talk about you know the, the, how good you think the Steelers are going to be and, and and so on, but you know I, what do you make of what Cleveland's actually trying to do? I mean, we, you know, it's our first time talking to you, and I just I never understood what they did with the quarterback position. Um, you know, they've been taking so many stabs at this and then to give that contract and all that guaranteed money when he couldn't even play, you know, it, it seems like they stake their entire future, the next five years on, on, on such a gamble. I mean, do you think that's going to pay up? Do you think he's actually going to be good this year or, or what, what do you see there? I, well, the, the bad thing is if he's not great, then they look like 
and they look like morons, and I kind of think they already do. I mean, the fact, you know, I don't know if, if they thought that this fully guaranteed contract nonsense was going to, was going to, you know, be the new trend and that everyone else is going to do it that way. But that isn't what happened with Lamar Jackson. It's not going to happen with Joe Burrow. It's not going to happen with anybody. And now they're they're paying this guy who was mediocre at, at best last year and who has, you know, all these off-field issues that we, you know, we don't even really need to get into. Everyone knows what those are. Um, you know, they're paying this guy a ton of money. And if, they, if it doesn't translate to big wins, and I mean like big postseason wins, then they got – you know, they're going to have to eat crow, and I I think that's probably what's going to end up happening. I, I, I just honestly, to be blunt, I think it's a poorly run football team. That's, that's all it is. Swinging back to Cincinnati for just a second, I mean, I think we're all in agreement. We, I, I'm on record as saying that you guys are what the Steelers are now, what the Steelers were the last decade. You're, you're, you're going to be the franchise to beat in the NFC North. But if something were to go wrong in Cincy, what do you think? Is it because your secondary problems, or is it because maybe your running back situation continues to be a factor? I mean, if you look at your crystal ball, the best case, you guys can win the Super Bowl easily. I could, I wouldn't shock yeah. me at all. Worst case, what do you go like ten and seven? It's because your defense failed, or what? What would you see? I would say this year, and maybe this is me being the ultimate, the ultimate uh, optimist, but I would say this year, worst case scenario is there's a bad injury. You know, whether it be to someone on the offensive line that they're getting going, or maybe it's to Joe Burrow, or you know, if if Chase, if if Jamar Chase or T. Higgins, if one of those guys gets gets injured, it's a lot easier to double the other guy. You know, so something like that. You know, the the health of the team, but that that's anybody. Um, if I was going to pick one thing that could be their Achilles heel, it would probably be the secondary this year. That I mean, those two guys at safety. There's Blue Anarumo runs a pretty complicated system at, at defensive coordinator, and those two guys are very experienced in his system, and there's a lot of talk and trading back and forth, and you lost all of that. You know, if they had been able to retain Von Bell and then move Dax Hill to replace Bates, I'd be much more confident. And maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe, maybe you know, Nick Scott will be really good. Maybe Dax Hill will be really good, but we just don't know right now. So I would say that's their biggest weakness right now is, is that is the secondary because the safety position. Well, we appreciate you getting us, uh, you know, caught up here on what the Bengals have been doing. And uh, we'll be looking forward to maybe getting you on maybe during the football season, Jason. So tell our Absolutely. listeners, yeah, how, how can they uh, find your work? Yeah, uh, so I'm a contributor on CincyJungle.com, uh, which is a part of SB Nation's uh, network. Uh, I have a weekly column on there, and then I just write random stuff. And so if you want to check out my nonsense, CincyJungle.com. And then uh, weekly, I have a show uh, through Cincy Jungle and the Orange and Black Insider on YouTube that's broadcast as well on all the, you know, wherever you stream podcasts uh, called Three and Out with uh, Jason and Kevin with myself and my co-host Kevin Brown. All right. Well, thanks for taking the time. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Take care.